Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Afternoon delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiceness and everything niceness for OCRFM here on 98.3 across Collican District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. How's it going, Max? Good. What's been happening in the world? Um, I went to the Speedway last night. Uh huh. Yeah. Was that the first one for the new season or? Yeah, for Simpson. For Simpson, since you uh, did those renovations you talked about last time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did that all go? Good. Good, good? Yeah. What was happening? Um, there wasn't many cars. <laughs> Not many cars? Yeah. For the first one? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, one of the types of cars didn't um, want to turn up a couple of days before. Well, that's yeah, a bit disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Make, makes racing a bit difficult if there's no, not a car there. But you still had fun? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, it's getting towards the end of school. How many days left? Um, for me, there's eight for our school. When do you finish? We finish on, oh, gosh, uh, the 20th with the teachers, but the kids finish on the 18th. We finish on the 17th. 17th, there you go. So it's coming up really quick. <laughs> uh, you've been uh, good for Santa and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Are you an elf-on-the-shelf kind of person? or yeah. yeah. What's your elf been up to? Um, yesterday we they were playing basketball with our mini-basketball set. Right, yep. Yeah. And this morning they're sleeping in Bonnie's bed. <laughs> oh, because, because she wasn't. <laughs> Where was she off to? She was a, a cub sleepover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Well then, let's get the show on the road, shall we, and find out what exactly is left in the yum box. <laughs> Okay, so we are still in uh, Austria, are we not? We are. We are? Okay. And uh, what have you got out of the unbox today? Um, strawberry cream filled wafer with chocolate. Mm-hmm. And soft gingerbread with hazelnuts. Ah, uh, gingerbread. It's getting um, towards Christmas time and gingerbread's are very Christmassy. Hazelnuts, kind of almonds contained oranges and sugar glaze. Oh, okay. So it's a bit of a mixture of flavours then. Yeah. Righty-ho. Well, let's see. What is in this here strawberry-flavoured one? The Milch Wafflets. 
In Austria, anasis is a word for a particular fruit. Do you know what uh, fruit that is, anasis? Strawberries. Good try. Raspberries. It's actually for two fruits. Uh, it's spelt kind of ananas, but strawberry is one of them, and pineapple. Ooh. Yeah. In the early 20th century, Austria had tons of wild and also farm strawberries, which they called Erdbeeren, but barely any pineapples, which were their ananas. Seeking to differentiate the strawberry varieties, Austrians decided to call the wild ones Erdbeeren and the farm ones ananas. So they repurposed kind of an unused word for pineapples. Everything was great until the 1970s when all of a sudden Austrians started importing pineapples from the US. Since they'd already repurposed the name ananas, they had to come up with a new name for the fruit and they called them Hawaiian ananas. <laughs> to recap, Austrians refer to strawberries as either ananas or herberine. So you can use both of them to describe this kind of creamy filling in the little waffleette chocolate wafer. So talk to us about the pack. What have we got here? It's like a river with strawberries in it Mm -hmm. and two wafer biscuits and a cow on top of it (laughs) as an aeroplane. Yes, that's a very strange uh, picture. (laughs) There's a little cartoon cow flying a wafer aeroplane. But uh, inside, once you open up the packaging, what have we got? So it looks like it's kind of foil sealed. Yeah. For freshness. And then what does the actual uh, milch waffleette look like? It's got one waf- wafer on the top, mm-hmm. um, strawberry filling, wafer chocolate filling, wafer strawberry chocolate. And then actually a layer of milk chocolate on the bottom. Mm. Okay, so you've gone for the little nibble test there. How does it go down? It smells good. Does it taste good is the question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A good mix of wafer, chocolate and strawberry cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it's got the crunch factor. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So thumbs up, thumbs down. What are you uh, giving this one? Two thumbs up. <laughs> Two thumbs up? Mm-hmm. Excellent, eh? Well, while you finish munching on that one, we'll go across to the hazelnut... No, what's it? The gingerbread. Mm-hmm. The Kastner gingerbread. So this is a soft gingerbread with hazelnuts, almonds, candied orange, and sugar glaze. Sounds pretty fancy. Mm-hmm. So the team from uh, the Yum Box say that they were thinking about waiting to put the gingerbread in their holiday box, but it wouldn't have been very Austrian to do that. Do you know why? No. Austrians don't just eat gingerbread during the Christmas season. They eat it all year round. So these soft, round gingerbread cookies which are packed with anything from honey and anise to chocolate and nuts, are enjoyed way beyond the Christmas season. Locals eat them as a midday snack, or a dessert, or any other time of day, to be honest. Um, There's really no bad time for a little bit of gingerbread. So after trying this uh, delectable sweet variety packed with hazelnuts, almonds, honey, and candied orange, the team are convinced that Austria has it right. The season of gingerbread should not be confined to just Christmas. What mm. do you think? Going for the munch? No, it's good. So it's like a round biscuit. Mm-hmm. And quite a, a thick layer of gingerbread, I guess you'd call it. And then a um, <coughs> thin layer of a type of bread. Thin layer of bread? I'm pretty sure that's a bre- type of bread. 
on the base. Yeah. That would be the uh, the sugar ca- like um, glaze. So across the top, it's got that kind of shiny, shiny shell almost, and then at the, the on the base of it, yeah, that's uh, the sugar glaze as well. So the outside is kind of painted with sugar to give it a very sweet outside taste, and kind of crunchy on the outside, but soft on the inside. And then the mix of hazelnuts, almonds, candied orange. How's that going for you? Good. Can you taste one over the other, or? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Very gingerbready. Yeah. It's almost like a mini kind of gingerbread Christmas cake. You'd almost call it, with the candied fruit. Mhm. Mhm. What are you giving it out of two thumbs? One and a half. One and a half. Yeah. Doesn't quite match up to the the wafer. Well then, we shall take a quick break and we'll be back to check out what's new on the shelf right after this. Kids Kingdom, come for a play or stay all day. Enjoy coffee and a sweet treat or lunch from our full on-site cafe menu. Book a party in one of our three colourful party rooms. Inquire today, 52315633. Kids Kingdom, proud sponsor of Afternoon Delight on OCR FM. Invasion of the lolly shelves as Christmas is descending upon us, Max. Mm-hmm. What are we looking at this week? Candy canes. Candy canes. What do you know about candy canes? They come in lots of different flavours. They do now, yes. They're shaped as a kind of hook. Kind of a hook? Yeah. Do you know why the hook? No. No? Okay, we'll explore that a little bit further, yeah. Um, they've got swirls down it. Mm-hmm, they do. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're pretty Christmassy. They're often associated with Christmas. And the cane shape does have a bit of a story behind it because according to folklore in the uh, late 1600s, over in Cologne in Germany, the choir master um, wanted to create something to stop all the noise that was happening in church during the um, what they call the living creche tradition on Christmas Eve. So that's kind of the manger scene. And he asked a local candy maker to make some sugar sticks to give to the children so that they wouldn't be so noisy during the service. In order to justify the practice of giving out lollies during you know church service, he asked the candy maker to add a crook to the top of each stick so that the kids would help remember the shepherds who visited Jesus. <laughs> so that's the idea behind the why it looks like mm-hmm. a cane shape. Okay. Uh, after that, he used the white colour of the converted sticks to teach children about the sinless life of Jesus and uh, then kind of almost, I guess, blood of Christ would have been the red stuff. So, from Germany, candy canes spread to other parts of Europe where they were handed out during plays when uh, the nativity was reenacted. And as such, according to this legend, the candy cane became associated with Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
Um, a record in a 1937 exhibition at the Massachusetts Charitable Mechanic Association, where confections were judged competitively, mentions this stick candy, a recipe for straight peppermint candy sticks with coloured stripes. So that was published in 1844. And the candy cane is found in literature um, from the 1800s, although no description of colour or flavour is provided. As with other forms of stick candies, the earliest canes were manufactured uh, all by hand. <clears throat> so Chicago confectioners, the Bunty Brothers, filed one of the earliest patents for candy cane making machines in the early 1920s. In 1919, Robert McCormick began making candy canes for local children, and by the middle of the century, his company, which was originally called the Famous Candy Company, but then changed its name to the Mills McCormick Candy Company and then Bob's Candies, you know, <laughs> keeping it pretty low-key. Uh, it became one of the world's leading candy cane producers. Candy cane manufacturing initially required quite a fair bit of labour. Uh, the canes had to be bent out manually as they came off the assembly line to then create their curved shape, and they often broke. Up to 20% of the candy canes that were made had to be you know, melted down or thrown out because they didn't bend properly and they snapped and then they couldn't be sold. So McCormick's brother-in-law, Gregory Harding Keller, was a seminary student in Rome who spent his summers working in the candy factory. In 1957, when he became an ordained Roman Catholic priest, he patented his invention called the Keller machine. And it was an automatic machine that bent the candy canes for you so then they didn't break. So it would um, twist the soft candy into a spiral shape and then cut them to precise lengths as candy canes. Cool. Pretty cool. Um, in popular culture, there's an American rock band called The White Stripes. They released a song called Candy Cane Children in 2002. And their Icky Thump um, tune of 2007 also mentions candy canes. So The White Stripes possibly have some sort of connection to uh, the candy cane. Apparently, Jack White um, expressed his fondness for peppermints and the colour scheme of red and white in interviews, and that's what they often use in their band's music videos and uh, photo shoots and stuff. Cool. And because they're white stripes, that's what, you know, most candy canes have. <laughs> hmm. So there you go. That is the brief history of the candy cane. Cool. <laughs> we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back after this to uh, put some of these head-to-head. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. Okay, on afternoon delight, it's time for us to go head to head to head with uh, three different types of candy canes that we've got here in the studio. As you said, Max, a lot of uh, candy canes these days do come in all sorts of different flavours. What was the traditional flavour, though? Mint. Yeah, so you'd be in your element. (laughs) You're a major mint fan. Um, So there's three different flavours that we've got here in the studio. I was just triple-checking myself. One of the flavours that came out a couple of years ago was banana flavour. And again, it's a very chemically banana, but I don't actually mind it in uh, in the candy canes. Mm-hmm. So do you want to describe what we've got in front of us? We've got a red one, which I know is mint. So the red and white swirl. Yeah. 
We've got a green, red, and white one, mm-hmm. which I've no idea what that one is. Yep, right. And we've got a blue and white one. Yep. And what are you predicting that one is? Don't know. Don't know either. Okay. Well, we might have to let you have a nibble and see if you can work out uh, these head-to-heads. Okay. Yeah. Which one first? (laughs) Well, as you said, you already know that the red and white one is the traditional peppermint flavour. So Mm -hmm. let's see if you can uh, work out what these other unknown flavours are then. So what are you going with first? The red, green, white striped one? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Now, uh, candy canes, for um, uh, the most part, are wrapped in plastic from kind of head to toe. can make it a bit difficult for kids to to access. But the good thing is that you can do the whole suck on them for a while and then pull the plastic over. So if you don't tear all the plastic off, you can keep them going for a while without having to eat the whole thing at once. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. I have no idea what this flavour is. <clears throat> Nothing at all? Nothing. Not reminiscent of um, maybe, uh, I don't know, medicine of old? don't know. It's a type of fruit. This one, uh, it's got a very sugary taste to it, but there is an extra flavour added in. So think uh, small fruit. So it doesn't taste peppermint does it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It does have a kind of sugary glaze because the majority of it is mostly sugar. Mm-hmm. But I'll... Do you want to know what it is? Do you want to have a guess? Cherry? Cherry. Yeah, it is cherry. So cherry often used in Christmas cakes and uh, Christmas puddings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it has the, yeah, slightest um, <laughs> of cherry flavours to it. And then these uh, other bizarre-looking creation is uh, dark blue and white swirl. Yeah. So from the outset, what are you predicting it might be? Blue raspberry? Blue raspberry, perhaps, yeah. Maybe blueberry. Blueberry. You'd think that because it's got the blue colouring, and we know that there are no naturally occurring blue foods in the world. Even blueberries are purple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Try your suck it and see process of elimination. What are you coming up with? I don't know. Again, a very sugary outside taste. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But not giving away any secrets? No. No. This one's more lolly infused than the other one. Is this a banana one? Not banana, no. The banana one was a yellow colour. Oh. This one is bubblegum. Oh. <laughs> Does it make more sense now that you know what it is? Yep. You can taste the bubblegum flavour? Yeah. Yeah. So there are so many different flavours out there of candy canes. Uh, This is just, yeah, a very small but really good variety of them. Do you have a preference out of those three? Mint. The mint all the way? Yeah. Out of the bubblegum and the cherry, how do you place the other two? Probably bubblegum and cherry. Yep. Cool, cool. Well then, we'll stick a, uh, a poll up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. If you've got a favourite flavour of uh, candy cane, let us know what it is. You can also text into 0439 329 713.
We'll take a quick break and we'll be back with our sweetest tune right after this. Bookings are now available for OCRFM's annual Christmas Lights Tour Bus. This year's trip includes a little extra surprise as we'll be visiting the Coral Rook Hay Bale Trail. Bus leaves Colac Tenpin Bold Car Park at 7.30pm on Monday the 16th and Tuesday the 17th of December. Tickets are $7 per person and can be booked online via trybooking.com. For more information, visit the OCRFM website or contact the station on 5232-1991 or email admin at ocrfm.org.au. It is time for our sweetest tune, and what Mac? I was going to say, what Max have you chosen for us today? Song? <laughs> what song have you chosen for us today, Max? The White Stripes. The White Stripes song that we were talking about before. Yep. Yep. Candy Cane Children. So it was released in late November two thousand and two, featured on their uh, independent holiday themed compilation, Surprise Package Volume Two. There you go. The album title is a reference to uh, diehard fans of the White Stripes who are called the Candy Cane Children. The, mm. And as we said, because the White Stripes are known for their red and whiteness, that's uh, that's where they came up with the idea for the song. It does reference a little bit of uh, Christmassy stuff in there as well. But um, yeah, this is the White Stripes with Candy Cane Children on ACRFM. <laughs> CRFM that there was Candy Cane Children by the White Stripes. Got that uh, very authentic drawing pattern of Meg White there. Yeah. Are you a Meg White fan? I don't know. Think you can drum better than her? I think you can. <laughs> <laughs> she she keeps a regular beat is all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is uh, almost quarter to four here on OCRFM. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back with a recipe to share. <laughs> It is time after and delight to share a recipe. I wonder what we're going to be teaching people to make. Homemade, homemade candy canes. Homemade candy canes. So these will take you about 90 minutes all up and we'll give you between a dozen and a half uh, candy canes, so 12 to 18 or so. Um, as long as you use the right equipment, you'll have no problem with this very foolproof recipe. It's <laughs> definitely not tricky at all. What do we need? Non-stick cooking spray, three cups of sugar, one cup of light corn syrup, half a cup of water, one and a half teaspoon of peppermint peppermint (laughs) extract. Your favourite word. (laughs) One teaspoon of red gel food colouring. One teaspoon of white food colouring. 
Okie dokie. So, how do we make these things? Spray two rimmed baking sheets with non-stick cooking spray and set aside. Preheat your oven to 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Combine sugar, corn syrup and quarter of a cup of water in medium saucepan over medium high heat. Stir with heatproof spatula until the sugar dissolves. Wet a pastry brush in a small bowl filled with the remaining water. Using the wet brush, wash any sugar crystals off the side of the pan. Do not stir the syrup. When the syrup comes to a boil, insert a candy thermometer and continue to cook without stirring until the candy thermometer registers 141 degrees. Remove from heat, let the bubbles subside and stir the peppermint extract. Pour about half of the syrup onto a prepared baking sheet and place it in the preheated oven. Stir red food colouring in the, into the remaining syrup if necessary, add more dye to achieve a vibrant shade. Pour the candy into the remaining baking sheet and allow to sit briefly until it forms a skin. Spray a bench scraper or metal spatula with non-stick cooking spray and use the tool to knead the candy. Flatten the candy and fold it back over itself. Repeat this process for at least one to two minutes or until the candy is significantly cooler. Put on your food safe plastic gloves. Stretch your candy into a long rope. Then fold the ropes in half and twist the candy until it melts back into itself. Repeat this process for two to three minutes until the candy takes on an opaque colour and satiny finish. At this point the candy will be warm. You should have trouble you should have some trouble pulling it and folding it. Stretch your candy rope about two inches in diameter, then return it to the oven where it will stay warm and pliable. Remove the other baking sheet from the oven. At this point you can knead white food colouring into this candy. Pull the fold the Pull and fold the candy in the same fashion until it becomes opaque, glossy and difficult to manipulate. Stretch it into a second log about two inches in diameter. 
Remove the red candy from the oven. Cut a two-inch segment from the white log and another from the red log. Then put the remaining candy back in the oven. Squeeze the two segments together and until they form one two-toned log. Then stretch the candy again. This step will de- determine the thickness of your candy canes. You can make thinner ones if you want or thicker ones. When you're happy with the um, candy's width, twist the rope from to form those distinctive candy strips. Using a pair of oiled kitchen shears, cut the candy into smaller pieces. Again, you'll, you can choose to make long or small candy canes. Immediately form the hook at the top of the cane and place it onto a clear, clean surface to firm up a rope temperature room temperature. Cut off another segment from each log then return the logs to the oven. Repeat the twisting and stretching process until you've used up all the candy. Be sure to wrap them in plastic wrap or cellophane to preserve their shelf life. So not not difficult at all. (laughs) So we'll stick a copy of that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page for you to have a go yourself and make your very own candy canes. Uh, We'll be back to check out what's new on the shelf. What's new, Pussycat? Righto, Max, what have you found on the shelf this week? A new dream flavour, Cadbury Dream. Oh, okay, so Cadbury Dream being the white chocolate. What have they put out as a special edition at this time of year? White Christmas. Gee. (laughs) Who would have thunk it? (laughs) So uh, what do you know about white Christmas flavoured chocolate? Um. What makes uh, white Christmas? It says raspberry pieces, rasp crisps, and almond pieces. And almond pieces. Okay, so that's what they've added to this one. So white Christmas is um, uh, traditionally, yeah, kind of like a white chocolate, but it's more uh, kofery kind of taste. It's um, not lard. I can't think of the, the word. Um, but it's very uh, greasy uh, um, in, in my <laughs> opinion normally still it's still got that white chocolatey taste to it but uh yeah traditionally it's got kind of nuts and fruit and stuff through it it's there's no specifics on what should be in white christmas but uh okay let's see what they've done here so they've got lots of rice puffed rice through the base mm-hmm. and you can see uh bits of raspberry and a few lots little nuts of raspberry. Mm, yeah you've had a bit of a nibble there Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts? It's good. Very smooth. Mm-hmm. And fruity. Yeah. Yeah, the raspberry's really nice. Yeah. 
kind of um, stands out mm-hmm. amongst the white chocolate. What are you giving that out of uh, super good two thumbs up or one thumb up or no thumbs up? Two thumbs up. A full two thumbs. Okay. Can you believe we're almost out of time? Time for us to quickly uh, find out what's inside the Kinder Surprise. Okay, so off to our uh, second kind of white Christmas here. We've got the uh, two-layered chocolate. We're down to the capsule. You're an old hand at this. <laughs> What's inside? It's another monkey. Another monkey. How many have we got now? Three. Three? Grief. Well, at least you know how to put them all together. <laughs> so uh, it's a kind of adult monkey and little monkey, is that right? Or just... A single adult. Single adult. Single adult. Well, while you piece that together, we'll take a look back at last week's uh, socials on uh, our Facebook page. We were looking at uh, the um, Violet Crumble, and we were giving it a bit of a road test, seeing if it is the uh, way it shatters that matters. Um, And a few people um, shared their memories of Violet Crumbles. Holly said they are yuck. She doesn't like them. Uh, Katie says her poppy didn't like them either. There you go. Um, And then uh, our head-to-head was the confectionery range of oak milk. So there was Jaffa, Redskin, or Chiquito. Uh, Again, Holly turned her nose up at those ones. And um, Cindy said the Chiquito was too caramelly for her liking. She didn't really like that one. Yeah. There you go. So uh, this week we're asking you if you've got any candy cane memories to share. So you can jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page for that one and uh, let us know. Okay, you piece together your little monkey? Yeah. All good? Right, then. well, that is us for this week. Um, as always, if you've got suggestions for episodes in the future, you can jump on Afternoon Delight's Facebook page. Or uh, send us an email at lolly at ocrfm.org.au. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Yep. Thank you, Max. That's okay. <laughs> Catch you then. See ya. Bye. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night When everything's a little clearer in the light of day And you know the night is always gonna be there anyway Thinking of you's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyline rockets in flight 